Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies, and in this episode, we're actually going further back than I think we ever have. I think the oldest movie we've mm-hmm. done before now was actually a long time ago, we did Psycho, and that's 1960. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no particular reason why we haven't went further back than that, it's just not happened. We, we, we do a lot of well, new movies, of course, but. <laughs> I can think of one reason. <laughs> What's the one reason? Well, you millennials and your <laughs> iPads and your... <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now, Tim just referenced a joke that he made on a recent Tales from the Crypt review. And mm-hmm. given that you may only watch the movie reviews, you may not get that joke. Secondly, mm-hmm. I want to point out, like I did in that review, I am only about three <laughs> years younger than Tim. Maybe two. All right. I, can't, I, I can't remember what age you are, Tim. But What it... Whatever you say, Grandpa. <laughs> no, I'm young. I'm younger. You're older. <laughs> You're the old man here. So we review movies from the past and present. This is probably the most pastest movie. I just we, said that, done. but in proper English. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did we watch? <laughs> oh, it's a good question. Uh, we watched The Mummy. We watched the 1932 version of The Mummy. This is, in fact, not only is it the, the furthest back movie we've ever done so far on the show, it's also the first of the universal classic monsters that we've, we've tackled. Uh, and now, obviously... Before, well, I was just, sorry, I was just going to say, like before we get into you know our usual summary and how we feel about it and stuff, just to maybe get like a little bit of context, do we want to give like brief... Uh, like thoughts and feelings about the Universal Monster movies, like just to you know see so people know where we're coming from, if we're fans, if we don't like them, that kind uh, of thing. Yeah, sure. I was just going to say, obviously, we're doing this because a new Mummy movie's about to come out. Uh, now that won't be a streams review; that'll be a, a one point twenty one review because it's not a horror movie, much like the nineteen ninety nine version, which we actually just did on In Flux a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So you can check out that if you want. I'll make sure there's a link in the the corner. Yeah, that, that side. Uh, Connor's corner. Connor, that's Connor's corner, yeah. <laughs> if he's on the show, he's typically in that corner. That's that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll make sure it's like that. Uh, yeah, Universal Monster movies, I I like them. I like them a lot. I, I don't... Like, I, th- I like most of the original movies. Um, the sequels are kind of forgettable. Like, you know, like... Uh, I've I've just got a Blu-ray set now that's got all the like the you know the, the original ones and like Bride of Frankenstein's in there as well because mm-hmm. it's like important as a sequel. But uh, but back on the DVD, I had like all the individual sets that had all the sequels that came with them, and you know, you know Dracula came with Dracula's daughter and House of Dracula and uh, whatever other ones it was. <laughs> I can't remember them now. They're they're all either house or son or daughter. Yes, or <laughs> pretty much uh, <laughs> and. They're all fine, but I, I I don't really remember any of the sequels all that much. I remember the actors interchangeable. Like I remember, yeah. There, there's a Frankenstein. I think it's Son of Frankenstein, where Bella Lugosi plays the Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. and that it's was very like, surreal for yeah. for me. Yet, but yeah. it's very incestuous uh, back then. Uh, you you're pretty much guaranteed either a Lugosi, a Cheney, or a Karloff in one of those movies. Pretty much. Uh, so yeah, I like the multi-varying degrees. My favourite is The Invisible Man, for the record. That's a good one. That's a really good one. My favourite is The Invisible Man. And leading us on to this one, actually, honestly, my least favourite is probably The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
and obviously, I mean, that, that's how I kind of remembered. It had been well since I'd watched it before we watched it for this. Yeah. Uh, and I I remembered it being my least favorite, and my and I'm not including everything in that. Like the box sets typically come with the 1940 something version of Phantom of the Opera. I prefer the Mummy over that. Mm. Like yeah. that, that one's a bit weak. Uh, mm. I don't think Mummy's bad by any means. I, I enjoy it, but it's definitely a lower tier for for a couple of reasons that I'll I'll get into. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm basically coming from a pretty similar place. Uh, I'm actually a pretty big fan of these Universal Monster movies. Um, and I, I feel like if we do an older movie on here, uh, I'm usually the one that maybe is uh, has more complaints about it being like outdated or something. But for whatever reason, like I love... Who's the millennial now? <laughs> Oh, it's in black and white. Oh, it's not filling up my TV screen. What are these bars? <laughs> well, to be fair, I think if anyone was going to complain about uh, aspect ratios, it'd probably be you. I'd, I'd complain <laughs> if it was incorrect, but it was shot. It was shot in 1.37 to 1. It is presented in 1.37 to 1, and I appreciate that. That is how I want to view it, how it was intended. Well, who wouldn't? Um... But, I'll tell you who yeah. went, Tim. These filthy <laughs> bastards who press the zoom function on their TV. Oh, I don't want black bars. Zoom, or even worse than zoom, stretch. People who stretch. Oh, there people that like actually do that <laughs> on purpose. Like, there's a I, special I feel, place in hell for them, Tim. Special. I feel place. like if you have the technical prowess to actually know how to do that on your <laughs> TV, that you would probably be smart enough to appreciate the actual like way a movie should look but uh you'd like to think but mm, uh, here we are but regardless though i i really really enjoy these movies um and i was actually in a similar boat the mummy was my least favorite and uh that's why i wanted to rewatch this because um i had posted something on facebook uh, kind of trying to gauge people's feel on the original mummy. I actually got a lot of people back saying that it was either their favorite or that it was really good, and I, I hadn't really remembered it. So I actually got the Legacy Collection on Blu-ray, so I'm looking forward to watching uh, through all of them. But uh, when I did go back and watch this, I was uh, surprised uh, at how much I liked it. I still, you know, like, yeah, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Um they're also good, but I, I'd probably give it up for Dracula if I was, you know, pushed to it. But uh, but I actually like this uh, a lot more than I remembered it. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, I think I think for me, part of, I think I think there's a couple of great moments in it. But I think part partly for me the reason why it maybe sticks out is being a bit weaker than Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Wolfman is is mainly. Because it feels like it it borrows a lot of the same beats of Dracula. Oh you know, yeah, you, you've got you know you've got the 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 villain in this case, Emotep uh, the mummy, uh, wanting the the woman who they you know eventually in this movie they actually have her in a bedroom and like there's a, like someone's gardener and like oh, okay this is basically Dracula again, yeah, <laughs> uh, with him trying to get to her and she's kind of hypnotized and. Obviously, it's a lot bit different because in this, she's actually the the reincarnation of the the, the, the you know his his beloved from way back in ancient I, Egypt. But right. um, it feels very similar, even to the point where he even has like a servant, like he can, can he can control oh, someone. Yeah. Uh, so it honestly, they're both kind of like um, 
kind of like romantic villains mm. in a way. Like they have a almost a power of seduction or, or something about them. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is I wonder if people who like this one more than Dracula, like did they see it first? Because I saw Dracula first, yeah. uh, and I wonder if it's whatever one you saw first, you you see that as being the correct one, and then you see the other one as being the kind of oh, this is kind of similar, still good, but yeah. Um, also, yeah. I, I think a, a big detriment to it is uh, I really like the way the mummy looks, but you really only see him like that for the first scene. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and and there is like a little bit of a a, a creepiness, uh, you know, to him when he's Ardith Bay uh, as he's going by his like new modern name. Yeah, he's, um, he's got a secret identity basically because we we skipped yeah. ten years later after the after the opening scene, which sort of they wake him up by accident. As we get, he's 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 you know he's he's got a fez on and he's yeah. uh, <laughs> he's pretending to be a guy named Ardith Bay as he slowly plots and tries to get his get his wife back. So. Should we just go like full spoilers? I mean, it's oh, I think the so. movie is nineteen thirty-two. Joe, Joe, it's funny I actually watched because I've seen the nineteen ninety-nine movie way more just because it's you know it came out when I was a I was you know ten. You're a total Fraser head. <laughs> Shut up. You know, it came out when I was ten, so I seen that a lot. You know, my early teens, it was kind of one of those movies that was on TV all the time, and I think it was had the it on first DVD. one, the one that had the big like just tidal wave of sand with the mummy's face yeah okay it's yeah. been a long time since i've seen it but it's just it's funny going back and watching this one and seeing that they actually did take quite a lot of the just the ideas of the plot and like the name emotep like yeah you know like and i i also feel like that's the name uh, i could be wrong but i i feel like that's the name of a comic book character as well because it sounded so familiar um hmm. And I know, like, there's some Egyptian characters, like, in um, Marvel, like, around, uh, you know, Apocalypse. And um, there's, like, a time-traveling Fantastic Four villain that goes back to ancient Egypt. And for some reason, I kept thinking that uh, Imhotep was their name, too, but uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Even, I mean, DC have got a bit of Egypt in there as well with their Black sure. Adam and, uh, you know, the the hot, the hot man, hot, the hot girl. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. All that stuff. That's a... That's funny, yeah, I was thinking about them a little bit when they were talking about, like, reincarnation and stuff in this movie. Yeah, it's basically a Hawkman, Hawkgirl movie. With, <laughs> with more evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no. Actually, the opening scene is, I think it actually is a detriment, as you say, that the opening scene is actually one of my favourite scenes in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, partly because it's really tense, because like, they, they discover the body, the mummy's there, and they they get the the crate out that has the scroll in it and the you know the, the one guy's like no 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 you can't open this this is, this is going to bring doom and gloom and mm. everything and don't do it mm. proper warning and it's when the, the two older guys are out and one of them's uh, uh Joseph Wemple who's like uh, one of our main characters because uh, his son comes in later on because we skipped ten years ahead because this this opening scene set in nineteen twenty one uh, was just really funny watching a movie from the thirties and it's like <laughs> ten years ago in nineteen twenty one it's like cut to present day it's like and now present day is like 80 years old that is weird um but no so but there's and that, not, the one guy's left on his own and he, he like he's like he's like oh i'm tempted and he opens the box and he looks he, you know looks at the scroll and he starts reading and one of my favorite things about this scene is that it's dead quiet like there's oh, no yeah. sound whatsoever and you can just see the mummy in the background like you know you know propped up in the in the sarcophagus just with, mm-hmm. his, with his hands up 
and then you see his eyes open, but the whole time it's completely silent, and it's just it's proper creepy, and it's just kind of a shame that the rest of the movie never really feels that creepy again. Yeah, and uh, I I especially love that this like act uh, from the mummy like drove this guy completely insane. Like, uh, like that scene is pretty creepy, as you said, and then um, good, good dream. The guy's yeah. scream when he sees him is pretty good. Yeah, and then just his like demented laughter afterwards just makes you th- th- like kind of feel like, oh, wow, this uh, like this thing is crazy. Yeah, and and then you like the final shot of the scene is you see like the the bandages like you know scraping yeah. out the door like as if the mummy's just walked through, and I was like, oh man, yeah, and I think it really sets you up for oh he's going to be a mummy, he's going to be up to things. Yeah. And then next time you see him, he's in a fez, and he's introducing himself as uh, Ardeth Bay. Ardeth Bay. <laughs> you know that common name that people always go you need by. To be, you need to be inconspicuous. <laughs> I shall call myself Ardeth Bay. <laughs> what was the most common name from when I was alive? Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, to be fair, for all we know in Egypt, in Cairo, maybe Ardeth is... That's true. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll cop to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's a common name in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Oh dear. So yeah. So so then the plot kind of becomes that he, he basically uh, Joseph's son Frank is now also a, a an archaeologist and he's in Egypt in 1932, present day, for the movie. And Ardeth comes in and is like, "Oh, I found this thing. Uh, maybe the dig site's over there." Basically, he, he's basically just tricking them into digging up his his dead girlfriend, so that, <laughs> so that he can do his rituals and stuff uh, once they get her body out. And that's what he tries to do. And it, it sort of when he does his little incantation in the uh, in the museum, it triggers not the memories quite, but just like the the woman who's like the, the reincarnated version of her. Uh, to his uh, what's her name Helen she, um, like she like we, that's when we introduced to her which is actually a really smart thing from an editing point of view and structure is that we see him do this little incantation and then the first time we see Helen is right after this it cuts to her so yeah. it, it follows on nicely in terms of structure which is quite nice and, and I enjoyed her I thought she was a pretty um, charming uh, female lead in this and uh, and she did a good job of like really playing up when she was in you know the mummy's thrall mm. like uh you know she just kind of had like this vacant look of, about her yeah she, um, basically on this this night she goes into a trance and she goes to the museum and she doesn't know she's doing this she just she's kind of like you know zombified doing it and basically the the, the archaeologist frank and joseph like find her they take her back to their house they contact a doctor who's one another one of the main characters uh, dr Mueller. And bring bring him in, and she can't remember why she was there, what she was doing, and then we're introduced to one of the quickest love stories in the history <laughs> of the human race. Yeah. And to if be fair, anything... <laughs> to be fair, movies from the thirties and forties are pretty guilty of this on a whole. You know, characters yeah. who meet and then, like ten minutes later, it's oh, I love you, I want to marry you, <laughs> right? They're all yeah. guilty of it, but this one seems especially quick. Oh yeah, I, I kept thinking of how like different this would play in a modern movie. Like, and and here it's played up to be romantic, but nowadays it just seems so creepy. Just this dude staring at this girl while she's sleeping. <laughs> like, you know, she just wakes up and he's like spouting out all this stuff. Like, you know, like oh, I'm not gonna leave you, and uh, yeah, I want to stay here by your side. And like, oh, it's uh, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, a little, a little bit on the creepy side. But you, you're kind of used to watching these old movies. It's just 
in this yeah. one, it's especially quick. They're they're kissing by the like the end of the scene. It's it's really strange. Like she's she's walking. She's not even stood up. She's still sitting on the couch where she woke up after a trance, and by the end of the scene. So and he becomes like a threat for Imhotep because Imhotep's like, oh no, love creeps into your heart for another. Uh, this must be yeah. dealt with, kind of thing. It's your classic love triangle. On the one hand, you got the ancient, recently uh, risen from the grave mummy, uh, <laughs> and then you, you got the weird old creep who carried you to his house after you passed out and won't leave you alone. Exactly. How does a girl choose? <laughs> How, how indeed? I, I don't know. I don't know how girls pick boys. It's baffling to me. If I knew the secret to that, I mean, I'd be like a pimp. Well, maybe someday you'll find an ancient scroll. That maybe. Will, uh, maybe. Help you out. Maybe. Oh dear. So, so yeah, he, he, he puts her into a trance again, like the next day or whatever, and she, she comes over to like his hideout, and he's got this, you know, magic pool, and he's like, "I'm going to show you oh, yeah. the history of what happened, our romance." And we look into the pool, and we get like a flashback. And I think the first time we got like this pool view, because uh, we might have had a scene before it where like the the mummy was watching something through it. Uh, but yeah, at first it's, I didn't realize. It's basically his, like, remember in the command center in Power Rangers, they've got the orb where oh, yeah. they can watch yeah. stuff? That's basically what this little pool is that he's got. And he's, he's watching, uh, he's, he's watching like the various, he's watching the archaeologist, he's watching her, because he, he's looking for the scroll, because the archaeologist has got his scroll, because he had to flee the scene, because he killed a security guard, of course. Yeah. So every, everyone's on edge. And but then the, like the first time they did it, though, I I don't know if I missed him like looking into the pool or something, uh, but I had like no idea what, like, what was going on like i was like wait are they like watching tv because it has like this weird border around it like to represent uh <laughs> it's through the pool and i was like wait is does he have mummy vision or something and but then they they cut back to him uh looking into it. i was like oh okay but it was a, a weird effect at first i'd be highly surprised if if there was you know tvs in cairo in 1932 that, that's why i was like i was like what is going on i mean i think i think tvs were invented by then sure but they weren't Super commonplace, but that. No. I mean, to, to put it in perspective, like the archaeologists look quite rich, and they don't seem to have a TV in their their house. So, yeah. Um, which is actually one of the, one of the weird signifiers of all these old stories is that the, the main characters always seem to be really rich. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know if that's maybe it was just a fantasy thing about writing back because obviously, I'm not sure if the mummy is, but a lot of these movies are obviously based on books. And I don't know if maybe part of the fantasy of writing is that your main characters are oh, they're always the well-off upper class, and because uh, that's what we all aspire to be, kind of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it might be like a little more uh, aspirational as opposed to stuff nowadays, which is relatable. Yeah, wish fulfillment and that that kind of thing. Uh, either that, or maybe it was just, or maybe it was kind of the almost more extreme version of whitewashing back in the day, where all the main characters had to be the well-off upper class because that's what sold tickets and they wouldn't let poor people be the main characters kind of thing. Like maybe yeah. maybe that was the attitude back then. I have no idea. It'd be interesting to find out. Maybe maybe there's some good good movie books written on it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so actually I had some problems with this flashback. This flashback went on forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, 
obviously some of it was vital information, but some of it it felt like it was just like going through the motion. Like you you could have went through the bullet points of this flashback like really quickly, and it, it lasted a good over five minutes at least. Yeah, I feel like we just really we just need to see that um, who they were in, in their past life. But instead, it feels like it was going like almost going through like oh like here's what a day in like egypt is like it's like all right well we we were already sold on the premise that these are reincarnated you know, people the, part, part of it is kind of like again a sign of the times and pacing was slower and, and that's fine but the actual information being presented in the flashback other than a couple of key points most of it was stuff we already kind of knew yeah and as a result it just kind of feels like it's dragging on it. Because obviously, comparing it to the 1999 one, which I'm not saying is better, but obviously the way it handled the flashback is that it started with that. It was a prologue scene where you, you got the the history of like how, how they were and how they came to be kind of thing. And here, it, it happens like two-thirds into the movie, or almost two-thirds into the movie, Is it? which is weird because that's when Act 2 is supposed to be kind of wrapping up and things are supposed to be getting you know higher stakes, you know, barreling into the third act and instead we have this flashback and what was interesting as well is the flashback had no sound music mm-hmm. it was just music playing over it and uh, occasionally there's a little bit of narration uh, but it did make it feel a little bit disconnected uh, to mm-hmm. an extent um, yeah. also there is uh like a dude with a like I don't know if he's supposed to be bald, if he's wearing like a bald cap, or if that was some type no, of Egyptian thing. I, I was, I, I joked about that. I'm actually shocked you thought it was actually a bald cap. Uh, because, yeah, it's like it's just a headdress that happens to look like a really bad bald cap. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, they weren't trying to pass that off as actual bald, a bald okay. person. That I, was a I hat. Okay. <laughs> I, I was hoping so, because it, but it just looked, it didn't look like something, uh, that i'd like seen before that um like you know granted obviously i'm not uh you know a master of you know egyptian archaeology or anything but you know um those like kind of like um like uh headdresses that the pharaohs wear or something you can kind of picture in your head like stuff like that Hmm. i have familiarity with uh like i've never really seen a bald cap looking thing like that so I wasn't sure if uh, are they trying to make him look bald or something admittedly I think when I've seen those types of headdresses otherwise they've been a bit more detailed and they've had like a design on them but I've definitely seen that shape that kind of hat yeah (laughs) that's not (laughs) the right word doesn't even feel like a hat but yeah Yeah. I've definitely seen things like that in ancient Egypt sort of depictions before just maybe a bit more detailed maybe with like a design on or something like that all right. Uh, but, uh, so that's uh, so yeah. It's a big flashback, and then from there, that's where we get to the real Dracula feeling sort of stuff, where it's like her in the bedroom. She's not meant to leave. She feels she's trapped, but she yeah. gets out, of course, anyway. And I, 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 and obviously, with these old movies, it's, these old Universal monster movies, they're only about seventy-five minutes long. So at this point, we're already ten minutes away from the end. We're we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting right there. She yeah. she goes to the museum and Imhotep's all well. I'm going to kill you so I can bring you back as a mummy like me and we can be Im- immor- immortal together forever. But so, she's uh, all, can't we just be together like now? But she's <laughs> oh, all conflicted because she actually, as much as she's starting to feel like she can remember her old self, she actually does have a new life and she likes her new life. She likes who she is now, and she does have feelings for old Frank. So 
Again, I mean, she met him like yesterday, <laughs> but she has feelings for old Frank. And, yeah, so that was, you know, and the, the, the doctor and Frank come rushing in and the, all of, they don't actually save her. She saves herself. She yeah. she basically decides herself to... Uh, to just... She prays to uh, a statue of, I think it was Isis? Yeah, and they, <laughs> like, the, the arm comes out and it, it deals with them and she, she saves herself. Uh, if I have a little complaint, actually, is I think the movie ends really abruptly. Oh, like, sure. Like, even just from an editing point of view, because it, like, basically, so she, mm. she falls down and Frank comes in and he's like, oh, remember who you are, wake up, wake up, remember who you are, Helen. And she does wake up, uh, we see the statue again, and the camera, like, you know, tilts down, and we see, like, the skeleton of, like, the mummy. But the, the skeleton, like, as soon as we actually land in the skeleton in the shot, it already starts to fade out. You, you yeah. barely get a chance to see it, and then the music completely changes as it comes up, say, in the end. I'm like, oh, that, that was abrupt. <laughs> like, we're, 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 did they have, like, ten more seconds, but they were told, no, 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 you have ten seconds over. Chop off ten yeah. seconds at the end. Were, were they told that? Because it, it felt very abrupt. Um, yeah. I'm being nitpicky, of course. Uh, the, the, obviously, no, I, I think it is it is a little weird when you see it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we talked about how the great opening scene, the look at the mummy. Uh, mm-hmm. Boris Karloff is very good. They love that close-up shot of just his face. Yeah, <laughs> because and it is effective because he looks evil. He looks evil as shit. Yeah, like really I, good. yeah, I, like I would um, have appreciated seeing him as the mummy more, but I did like that at least he was kind of a creepy dude like in his own right so like yeah you get those like weird close-up shots and his eyes look a little weird and i don't know if it's makeup or if he's just really wrinkly or something but his like skin is all the the, the funny thing about it is is we said oh it's a bit too much like dracula and part of that is that he presents himself as this other person who's like a a reasonable man who comes in and pretends to be a friend and tries to make nice like that and i almost wonder had you kept him looking like a mummy and he's more of a thing that creeps in and he tries to go unseen it, some stuff would have still been like dracula but it would have felt maybe made it feel a bit more different yeah and it would have meant we could have had him be more like the mummy rather than be fez wearing dracula for yeah some of the movie <laughs> and so uh not that i'm trying to suggest ways they can improve a 1932 movie because like it, it's kind of cemented what it is at this point. <laughs> we don't have yeah. to, but it was just. I think that's why for me it is maybe the weakest out, out of the original biggies, as it were. Yeah. Uh, why for me it's the weakest one because it it does feel it's, it's kind of like Dracula. There's a couple of things that quite don't work, and it's a shame because there's a lot of really good things about it as well. But yeah, and uh, I haven't really dug into the sequels yet, but I'm excited to because um, I was talking to some people about it that were fans mm. and. Um, kind of what i gathered from what they were telling me is that uh the sequels do get more into a like a monster vibe with it and then um i forget which one it is but someone was telling me that there's one that even has kind of like a proto slasher vibe to it uh that's supposed to be really good so interesting interesting uh, yeah check that out that's cool that's cool mm-hmm. um cause that was the other thing as well that the, the doctor character again compared to dracula felt very fan helsing like Oh Spe- yeah, yeah. Specifically, Van Helsing from the Dracula movie uh, from nineteen thirty-one. Not, not necessarily always Van, uh, like every version of Van Helsing, but uh, not Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. Not Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 
but that's kind of where I stand. There's some effective moments. Uh, obviously, the, the constant close-ups of Carlos' face, creepy. That opening scene is very creepy, very well done. Uh, almost to a fault because it makes you kind of like the rest of the movie feels kind of like, oh, I kind of wish we got more of that because uh, yeah. that was really good. But uh, but no, obviously, it stood the test of time for a reason. It's it's got a reputation, uh, and how many movies have been based on it? Lots. Right. We're about yeah. to get another one, so not just movies too. I mean, there are like Castlevania bosses uh, that are mummies, which <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten without this. Uh, possibly. Well, this didn't invent the mummy, though, did it? Uh, well, no, I didn't invent the mummy, but I don't think there would have been a like cultural significance of the mummy as a monster uh, no, that's fair. That's without fair. it. It probably would have just been a very respe- respected uh, tradition that people did not fear. I think I think that's fair. So, yeah. I, I guess we get on to ratings. Um, okay. If you if you're good to go with that, so I'm good. All right, what's your rate? <laughs> out, out of ten is the number we uh, we use. So, uh, let, you know, like we mentioned, uh, I do like it, but it still doesn't really touch the you know upper echelon of uh, the other Universal monsters. Uh, but you know, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's not good. Uh, you know, it, it's effective and it's quick. So, you know, it, like a, it can be a little slow, but. You know, what, like you said, it's like an hour and ten minutes. So uh, I'm going to give it a seven point five. All right, interesting. I uh, I'm going to go just a smidge lower and go with a seven. Uh, I, I do think it's good. I do think the opening scene sets you up for a lot of really cool stuff, and then it, it doesn't kind of deliver on that. It, it it then becomes kind of a weird rehash of Dracula. But Karloff's great. Um, some of the imagery is really cool uh, as much as I said the flashbacks went on too long it was kind of cool seeing like what, what, how they how they filmed what ancient Egypt oh, was yeah. in 1932 compared to like you know like a modern movie where you've got all the CGI and you've got uh, all this fancy effects and stuff so no I, yeah. I do recommend going back and checking it out uh, I, I would recommend a lot of the other Universal Monster movies first but, Definitely, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to them at some point. You know, when when they make a new Frankenstein and a new Jekyll and Hyde and a new so on, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll dive into more of them. Hopefully, if this dark universe thing uh, pans out, hopefully, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll see. If this, we'll see if this mummy movie bombs first because yeah. it could. It could. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, as I mean, I hate to be cynical, but I'm gonna assume. These movies might kind of suck. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited to see the money, Mummy, but I'm not really holding out hope. But um, well, here's uh, the I thing: do, I want to see them though. Almost every planned shared universe post MCU has kind of just died on arrival. Yeah, that King Arthur, Arthur movie that just came out—that was supposed to be the first of six. <laughs> Good luck with that. It's such a weird number. I don't know why people are obsessed with like six movies. I don't know Harry Harry Potter. I think uh, made everyone want you know a, a, a more than five. Everyone wants more than five movies now because of Harry Potter. Yeah. Is that the new thing now? It's like six movies in a TV show instead of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would like a community movie. That'd be lovely. Yeah, but here <laughs> here answer. here we are. So that was that was the mummy. Um, I th- I think from our other Universal monsters, yeah, we'll probably tackle them when they get new movies. That said, though. 
a couple of except Dracula might be the exception, partly because there's no Dracula movie on the cards right now, which is weird. They've yeah. got this dark universe thing starting up, but there's no Dracula planned. Uh, but also because like it makes sense to like just have a Dracula themed month at some point and do a bunch of Dracula movies and do like 1931, do the Hammer Dracula, do this. Do... That maybe that could be a good. Uh... Uh, you know, one of our upcoming polls on the Patreon page. We oh, have yeah, the uh, vote. Yes. list of different Draculas. Yeah, and we have already decided what the next vote's going to be, but we will not. We're not ready to reveal it. Uh, in fact, mm. it not won't be the next episode, but the episode after the next one is when we'll announce the uh, the winner for June. Because uh, obviously, mm-hmm. people have been voting throughout May for the bonus episode in June, uh, and we'll be announcing that in two episodes' time, and then the episode mm. will come sometime mid June. Uh, yeah, unless you want to know right away, just message me and I'll hook you up. If you want Tim fired, yeah, you can try it. <laughs> um, but you can, you can also, of course, uh, join up to the Patreon uh, and vote in June for July's bonus episode. And we already that's know, a better way to do it. Yeah, and we already know what that uh, that vote is, but we will not reveal that until we've got a winner for the past one. So, uh, yeah, uh, that. Tim just neatly put us into the Patreon plug. <laughs> so if you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Uh, but you can also just support us by liking, subscribing, uh, commenting, and letting us know what you thought of the movie, all that kind of stuff. All of it helps. Uh, but that is us. So thank you very much for watching. We will see you next time. Keep watching scary movies.